What's up, folks? So, we are bringing you another episode of Living the Stress Life Podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany Story. And I'm your host, Lamar Story. Welcome to Living the Stress Life. Happy Sunday. <laughs> Happy Sunday, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. Fix that right there. So, for those of you, if this is your first time um, joining us, we are typically recording our podcast while live streaming. So if you're tuning in on um, pot on the podcast, we're also recording via Facebook Live the same time that we're recording the podcast. So what up to everybody out there that is tuning in live via Facebook? Um, What's up, Facebook fam? So I was trying to go to the place where you can make sure you can see people's comments. Uh, go to comments. Gotcha. Yeah. So we want to be able to see when people are saying hello. So tonight, our topic is New Year, New... I don't know. Who this? Yeah. I mean, like, people saying, like, oh, man, I can't wait till 2020 is over. But then what? I mean, it's like, because 2020 is over, that don't mean coronavirus is going to be gone. You know what I mean? So it's like... It's like, oh, man, COVID-19, I'm so done with this year. Like, yeah, bro, but you probably got another year. <laughs> so Yeah, so. What's the, up, Christina? What's up? What's happening, CC? So tonight on our podcast, or for those who are tuning in, whatever time of the day you're tuning in, we are going to be talking about what are we taking into the new year? Like, what's our takeaways from 2020? What goals are you setting? What you trying to manifest in this new year? You ready to talk about it and get into it? Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. We're two self-care experts. A massage therapist. And a licensed professional counselor. Husband and wife and parents of three. Business owners and working professionals. Who have intimate experience with stress both professionally and personally. Our podcast aims to teach the everyday professional. How to live through the stresses in life. While learning to be their best in life. Okay, so New Year, who this? Like new phone, who this? Yeah, that's what we got. Cause I've heard so many people talking about twenty twenty, like how glad they are that it's over. Like you just said, and even at work, you know, people have been talking about, man, I'm so happy twenty twenty is over and twenty twenty one is gonna be a new year. But I'm like, y'all know it's still places shutting down. Like, going on complete quarantine in different places of the U.S. as well as other parts of the world. So, like, why are we so pumped that we've reached a new year and we still, like, in the same type of pandemic that's been going on since March? Yeah, it's literally like going from Monday to Tuesday. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just like, man, I'm so glad Monday over, but Tuesday is tomorrow. So, yeah, you know. Good, good example. Good example. For, for example, so let me start with you. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna ask you the question. Oh, I get to get interviewed. Yeah, Lamar's in the hot seat today. So, when reflecting over 2020, oh yeah, what are you taking away from this year? What's your takeaways from 2020? Man, this uh, it was a lot that went on this year, right? A lot. A lot. We had so, a lot. Happen. A lot happened. We moved. Did we move twice? No. No, we moved 2019. The end of 2019, we moved. We sold our house, moved and, into an apartment, and, and then, then now we just moved into a house. Mm-hmm. Um, 
of course, the pandemic happened and business was shut down. Everybody was shut down. We was at home. So what I learned, what was the question? <laughs> what you asked me? What's your takeaways from 2020? Like, what so, lessons have you learned that you feel like I'm taking this into the new year with me? So to be grateful for every moment, to be grateful for the people, your loved ones that's around you, uh, your circle of friends, your circle of uh, support. Be grateful for those people. Um, be grateful to God. I think, you know, sometimes you got to to realize, like, who woke you up in the morning? Who keeping you safe? You know, everybody go through the grocery store, don't come out, you know, without being affected by COVID. You know what I mean? So those are like the little small, the small things that I'm grateful for. Um, be grateful for opportunity, right? So I learned to position yourself for opportunity. Yeah. Position yourself for opportunity because sometimes we don't position ourselves for opportunity. We kind of shy away from things or we don't get involved with things or we don't go outside of our circle so that we can learn new things. But sometimes you miss out on opportunity when you don't do those things. Um, and there's been a lot of opportunity given to us this year as business owners. Uh, when it comes to, you know, finances, uh, support, grants, loans, whatever. Um, so I'm grateful for every opportunity that has come my way. Um, and just being open-minded to change. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest thing. I think that's been a big thing for a lot of us. Like, <laughs> being forced to change but then but also you also have to be open-minded to change yeah right because some people are like i ain't changing you know what i'm saying i ain't changing nothing so i learned the importance of having an emergency plan mm -hmm. um the importance of saving some money i yes. learned that um the importance of having a savings account. He come out, honey, he come out, car. You can't just go out and ball out of control because you never know what tomorrow may bring. And this has taught us, this has been one of the best lessons on what tomorrow may bring. So just, you know, be be uh, vigilant of the things that you have and learn how to hold on to a piece of it. So, That's a lot, ain't it? Yeah, it was a, it was a lot. That's but, what I learned, though. But I'll say... The, the one thing that I am really taking away from 2020 is... The, oh, it's supposed to be one thing? Well, no. I'm, for oh, me, okay. I think the major takeaway for me is the world shouldn't have to stop in order for me to readjust. for In order for me to, you know, to make a decision to eliminate things from my life. And do something different. That's you know what I'm saying? Cool. You know, we say that the definition of insanity is to do the same thing repeatedly expecting different results. And then I think for me, I was really, really appreciative of just having to stop. You know, I know for you it was really stressful. We kind of talked about this yeah. um, already this season. But for me, I really needed... To just be able to slow down and refocus. Like, I woke up with a new sense of purpose 
not having to get up. It was stressful a little bit because I, I have a full-time job and I was trying to figure out how to still be able to run a whole program and and serve my clients and supervise my staff or manage my staff in the same way I would if things were functioning normally. But for me, the greatest takeaway really was that everything shouldn't have to stop in your life to make you make a decision to eliminate what's not working or, or what's not serving you. And I I think for me, going into 2021, I have, I don't know, I have a clearer vision for what I want for myself. What I know that I don't want to go back to is I don't want to go back to being so busy that I don't have time to talk to God or have time to just take a deep breath or just lay in the bed and be lazy. I think I realized I was not spending as much time just talking to my kids. I think them being home and virtual school, I feel closer to my kids. Mm-hmm. We, even if we're all in different rooms in the house, I just think that we're spending more opportunities talking to them and like having dialogue. And it's it's been really nice. Yeah, and actually watching them grow up and watching them interact in school and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. It's been cool. Seeing them function in their space. I really appreciate that. Um, but it also lets me know how I want to reclaim more of my, my time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So going into to 2021, that's my takeaway. Like, if things are not serving you, let them go. If it's not working for you, stop, reflect, and Switch readjust. <clears throat> Ooh, excuse me. Coronavirus. <laughs> so, well, what are <laughs> you live here sleeping with me? You sleep with me every night. Go I ahead. breathe in your face every night. Um, what are at least two things, two goals you have for yourself in the new year? Just what do you, what do you want to see manifest in your life going into 2021? And that could be like personally, that could be professionally. So um, personally, I want 2021 to actually give me the six pack I desire. So I want to be I able to choked. walk. <laughs> I want to be able to walk around with my shirt off everywhere I go in 2021. You know what I mean? Just like y'all. my shirt off, my shirt off. <laughs> He's so serious. My, but what's that's, funny? That's twenty twenty one for me. What's funny is our son, our oldest son, think he the sexiest thing alive. Like he's just ripped for no reason, and so he likes to walk around with his shirt off. And the look of disgust Lamar has sometimes <laughs> on his face. Like you ain't even earn that. You ain't did nothing for that. You just lay down and woke up, and you just eat nonstop. I mean, he get up for breakfast table asking what you cooking for dinner, and you just rip for no reason. And he just be looking like, why you got your shirt off? Put your put your shirt on. I'm always walking around here with no clothes on. <laughs> but let him get a six pack. He gonna be walking around his shirtless. But no, and then and no, seriously, that. But <laughs> <laughs> um, also, gotta let go of the to, um, pieces. Yeah, no, we got to come a date. <laughs> but um, we also want to. I want to see an explosion in my business, right? I want to see an explosion Mm. in my business, like taking it to the next level, um, bringing the city something, the county, something that they ain't never seen before. 
um, and while at the same time helping other businesses at the same time. That's what I want to do. Um, I just had the most inappropriate thought when you said bringing the counties home. They ain't never seen before. I thought about in college how you like asking them the same random question all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Don't bring that up. <laughs> Uh, what about you? Um. <laughs> she kind of take us back to college days. I'm sorry. Okay, so for me, going into 2021, um, man, I got all of You, you asked this question. You forgot I, the question. I know, but I'm you just envisioning. Down, I, I, my notebook right here, but I'm just like envisioning. All right, let's not lose the people. Okay. So, <laughs> anyway, so for 2021, one of my one of my goals is to really expand our audience with our podcast. Yeah. Um, I recently found Clubhouse because of you, mm-hmm. and so um, I've been a little slower to kind of get into Clubhouse. And tune in, but I think that I've discovered some very valuable rooms in Clubhouse, some really good discussions, things that I think are going to be very instrumental in helping me just grow my vision for this podcast. I mean, I think I've shared several times before that when I initially started the podcast, I started it as a passion project. I really just wanted to podcast. It was also a way for me to just process my own stress, right? To talk about subjects that were bothering me and I just wanted other people's input and wanted to know how other people were dealing with other, you know, the stressors in their life. And so just having a good dialogue and being able to vent. I also like the idea of us just kind of making live our discussions you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying we have conversations like this all the time and i just was like i think other people should be able to to like tune in to this so i feel like on clubhouse they're providing me an opportunity to really discuss some of the things that i discuss on here that i don't always get feedback from uh or feedback on from our audience um, but just different things that I can do to, to help us make your business explode going into 2021. Um, and then I think for me personally, it's just about being able to personally grow, like in my own, in my own thought process, my own communication, my own relationships. I think that's what my, one of my goals is for 2021. Let's talk about Clubhouse, though. You said you want to see your business explode. Why do you think Clubhouse made you so excited? And you was just like, you really got to tune into this. Um, How do you think that's going to... Because, you know, I love great conversation, Mm -hmm. right? I love having great conversation with anybody but specifically like intellectual conversations that we can kind of vibe on the same page but i also like learning new things about personal behavior Mm -hmm. so i'm a like personal behavior specialist (laughs) i will sit back and observe for hours because that's just who i am that's what i do i like to observe people how they interact in different environments and this platform, this clubhouse platform, 
actually gives us the opportunity to do just that. Mm -hmm. it, it gives us the opportunity to go and check out, okay, how does, and you have celebrities in these rooms, you have um, top influencers in these rooms, and you also have the, the uh, ability to speak with them in a clubhouse room. So jumping into a conversation, you can be in a conversation with, uh, say, um, uh, I jumped into a conversation with Bow Wow. It was a, a random conversation so you and Bow about wow was BET. No, I jumped into the, the, the room, I'm yeah. sorry. And they was talking about BET, like what happened with the downfall of BET. And it was interesting to learn his perspective because he was a host of 106 and Park, which when I was coming up was one, was one of the hottest shows everybody wanted to watch. That's true. And then to to listen to why he thought it just went all downhill from there. To me, it went downhill good. after Free and AJ left. I'm just be honest. Yeah. I mean, I, I know it was a lot of younger people that was into Bow Wow and Angela Simmons. And I mean, they were like really trending i guess at the time i mean bow wow was still a pretty relevant rapper and angela simmons her dad had come out with um you know the reality series but i thought it went down after aj and free but what did he think what was his perspective on why bet went down well um it, it was, was a lot six in part but yeah it was it was a lot like i don't even remember that was an earlier conversation but it was a lot of stuff that you know his reasoning for bet going down like they took away the the rap battles mm -hmm. they wanted in his perspective they wanted to play games and he's like this ain't a game show this one on six apart people want to hear music yeah and then somebody else chimed in it was like it's really becoming the tyler perry network now you know what i'm saying like everything tyler perry so it's just about you know i miss um when you getting the opportunity to see people in the booth freestyling yeah. You know what I'm saying? With Tigger. I missed those little things. I was just like, man. But I also think it. it was a change in, in in ownership. So the change in ownership really changed. You know, it changed the whole vibe of BET. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't even know if it's black owned anymore. Black It's owned by black people anymore. Anyway, I know that wasn't a topic. But mm -hmm. just being able to be in spaces with people you wouldn't ordinarily get an opportunity to talk to in real life or hear their perspectives on everyday topics, I think. That's yeah, the gist club, of what I took away. Clubhouse, it's like Facebook but audio. So instead of you know typing in a post and waiting on somebody to respond, you get to right here and now respond. And you have the opportunity to, as they say, raise your hand and engage in an active conversation. Mm -hmm. The way you can benefit from it is becoming the expert in your field. Starting your own rooms, starting your own clubs and clubhouse. So you start your own room, you can monitor and be the moderator of a discussion and invite other people into the room and control the atmosphere of the conversation. So when people, when you're a moderator, people look at you as you're the thought leader, uh -huh. right? So they'll follow you. The idea is everybody's supposed to follow the moderators on Instagram or Twitter. But in that following, you gain a new audience, right? And then also, if you have a product or something to sell or just want to engage with a bigger audience, you have the opportunity to do that. So yeah. Clubhouse is taking businesses to a next level if you're prepared to do that. You know what I mean? And I think like it could take, like I told you, the reason I want you to get on Clubhouse because I want to introduce our podcast to Clubhouse. Yeah. Now, they do have some rules about recording. So I think anybody that's a moderator or that speaks on stage, 
they have to know that they're being recorded. Uh-huh. Uh, so if we record a podcast, they will have to know, hey, you know, you're on our podcast or you're on Facebook Live and we're having this discussion live right now. I think, I think when I think about, you know, a lot of, a lot of the opportunities that's out there, I think Clubhouse is a really good opportunity. Because, I, I don't know, when I think about, like, things as far as our professional goals for 2021, I think about access to people who really could be instrumental in helping your business make it to the next level. Like, sometimes it's just being in the right place at the right time. Like, I... I don't know if we talked about this on a podcast or not, or if we, me and Lamar just kind of talked about it. what you just said. Being in the right place at the right time. Because Clubhouse take that to another level. It does. Because now I don't have to be in L.A. to be introduced to Snoop Dogg. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he could actually be on the live, and I say something interesting, and he follow me, and next thing you know, we connected. But here's the thing about it. It doesn't even have to be somebody that's famous. There's right. a whole lot of people in different industries that we don't know their names as everyday people, but they're they're big people. Like, you know, they... And that, that has been the inspiration for me, yeah. to be honest. Because even though we're in Birmingham, Alabama, and there's some dope people here in Birmingham, right? Being in these groups and listening to the level of expertise and the level of influence and some of their jobs, I'm like, wow, this this person is a producer, worked on this TV show. This person is this. This person's behind the scenes screenwriter. And you're like, man, it 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 does something on the inside of me to um to influence me to do something greater. You know what I'm saying? I think it it's also about exposure. I think, it, yeah, it exposes you to that there's a whole nother world beyond just this small, small city where we reside. But I think for me, what I was going to say is it does give you access or provide you an opportunity to be in the right place at the, the right time. Dog, you made me forget my thought. But, shoot. Thought. Come back, thought. <laughs> mm. I can I can't remember what I was about to say. My bad. Anyway, I just think for me, Clubhouse is also about being able oh, to connect with people who can open doors for you that you wouldn't ordinarily get a stage with. Like I said, it's not just celebrities. It's people that you may have never heard of that are top executives that are, that are, are um, movers and shakers in the world that have a lot of influence but also i think it allows a whole melting pot of people who come from different experiences um different careers different cultures to come into one place and have great dialogue yeah. and i think that's and it seems to be very respectful so far mostly like respectful. i have i yeah. haven't been in any in any rooms where people were just disrespectful yeah and the moderators in the rooms that i've been in seem to like hold it down pretty good but also it kind of levels the playing field because you you made a point to say that being in that space you can become the expert but what i like is even if i come to the space very humble and i'm just like hey i'm new to this but this is my experience in doing this this is what's worked for me 
what about you? There's mad respect for someone who may be a veteran in the game. Like, I'm new to podcasting. So, one of the things that I've been doing is joining in groups and clubhouse that's going to help me meet my 2021 goal of, like, really expanding my podcast and turning this into from a passion project into something that is actual a profession for me. Actually, something that is a business for me. And so, I've just been in some groups where I've gotten some really great tips I, I have other people that I know here locally have invited me to some some other groups that have led me to be in some great spaces. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm engaging with people. And I like the fact that if I offer something, people respect the fact that, hey, I'm knowledgeable in this area. I, you may have come in this room or in this space for me to help you with A, B, and C. But what I respect is that you brought something to me and I'm taking away something. So, anyway, I think... Because you're the expert of your own experience. And sometimes people can learn from your experience. Yeah. Like, even though you might not be the expert in whatever room that is or whatever topic it is, yeah. you're an expert in your experience. So, yeah. your experience, can't nobody tell you something different from that. And when you bring out your experience, people are like, oh, man, they can learn something from your experience. You just never know. So, another another question. What relationships do you think... Um, are there any relationships that you think um, have grown or fallen off in 2020? Um, yes, I have grown some relationships. Some are still growing. And some are falling. Some of, some of the relationships that I have are kind of just dwindling away. And I don't really want that. So I don't know if it's because I hadn't done my all to kind of keep those relationships intact. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if there's anything that I can do to keep those relationships intact. But um, and I know everybody's busy, like everybody, and and it's COVID. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it ain't like we can go out and kick it like we used to. So, um, but yeah, there's there's definitely some relationships that are falling away. I'm just at a place emotionally where. Um, I need a, a greater uh, connection with people. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm 40 years old. I don't know if my age got something to do with it. But I desire a more meaningful relationship with people. You know, I, I desire a place to be vulnerable with the people that I'm talking to. Um, and that's, that's where I am. I think I've heard a lot of people say in 2020, like, well, or... I've heard this phrase, 2020 has really shown me who my friends are. And I, I think there are some people that's kind of in their feelings because in this time of 2020 with COVID and us being a, in a pandemic, a lot of people are kind of upset that people they would ordinarily spend a lot of time talking to or hanging out with, they've not really seen or heard from those people. And I think they're taking it as, you know, I'm not really a priority, but I tried to really kind of reframe that in my mind. I was like, at first I was like, oh, like, is it some people that have shown me that I'm not a priority to them in 2020? But I think when I reframed it in my mind, I'm like, everybody is experiencing the same crisis. Like, all of us are trying to figure out how to navigate this new normal, right? Yeah. So, like, if you don't have time to necessarily follow me, follow up with me, or call me as much as you would have had 
under normal circumstances, can I hold that against you? Because one of the things I would, you know, I mentioned I mean, maybe last episode is we're very blessed that we've not had anybody in our family contract COVID and get ill and die. You know, we only know maybe two or three people in our family who've actually tested positive for COVID, right? Um, and I think all the people I know that tested positive was really in your family. Like, I don't recall anybody in my, well, yes, I do. I may have had one person in my family test positive for COVID, but we've not lost any family, right? But that's just my experience. I've talked to other people who have lost like five, six family members. Uh, can y'all hear us? Let us know if y'all can hear us. If you could comment, if you can hear us, just say yes. I just want to check the mic to make sure. Yeah, they can hear us. Remember, I accidentally played the volume on my phone oh, for the podcast. Oh, cool. So, um, I, I have a lot of other people that I've heard say, you know, I've lost an aunt, I've lost a grandmother. And people are, like, really traumatized from losing family because the way they're losing family is the family's dying by themselves. They're not allowed to enter the hospital room. So yeah. you got people that are literally dying alone. And then a lot of people who've had babies during this season just talk about how lonely it feels to be in going through the most, if one of the most... Um, scary i guess one of the scariest experiences of their life especially if it's their first time baby or a a, a really anxiety driven time in their life having a, having a baby can be dangerous you know mm-hmm. um and most of us don't realize that i know i when i was having kids i didn't realize how dangerous it was but they had to do that alone right yeah and so I think just thinking about like my relationships and my friendships I try not to hold that against my friends I'm like I know that they love me. I love them. There's no love lost because all of us have families. We're in a different season. Like, it was one thing when we were younger or single and we didn't have no kids and responsibilities. But we out here, like, we got mortgages and, and bills and businesses. Most of the people that we know got so many things they're navigating in their life. You know what I'm saying? But I also feel like 2020 did show you who your real friends were when you were really going through it. Like, I think about one of your close friends, like, you know, being hospitalized and learning some things about his health issues and how you and your friends came together to to just say, okay, this person is a priority to us. They're going through a tough time. Let's show up for them. And not just show up for them, like, checking on them, but, like, show up for them financially. Let's put our money where our mouth is. If they're going through a hard time, I can afford to do this or I have the time to do this. I'm showing you, you care this much. I mean, you matter this much to me that I can put my money where my mouth is. Yeah. So. And it does feel good to know that you have an amazing group of brothers that will do something like that for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I had no doubt in my mind if I was going through the same situation, they would probably do the same thing for me. And I think it's a very rare thing, too, because men, when they're y'all not like women, y'all don't always vocalize what you're experiencing you know y'all tend to just stay on surface issues and not really talk about yeah we're very surface yeah Yeah, that's the only thing i wish i could change about it but very surface so anyway i think for me when i focus on think about relationships and how those things have kind of played out in 2020 in relationships that's that's kind of my takeaway so as an entrepreneur Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> what do you think has been the hardest thing for you? Period. In 2020. 
And what do you think you're going to do differently now that you've kind of come through some of the roller coaster of 2020? At first, the most difficult thing for me was finding balance, um, work-life balance. Being shut down helped me to do that. Um, now I feel like I have more balance. Um, the second um, hardest thing was to have, was dealing with staff. Yeah. Yeah, in the business. So if you have a business and you have staff, um, just knowing that you have to, what comes along that is all the personal things that come along with being responsible for other people, right? So you had to take that into account when you have staff. Uh, some of the things I think I do better is um, being more accountable to staff, but also being more of a leader to the staff members. You know what I mean? So being more of a leader and um, and I think I'm going to have to harden up a little bit. I hate to say it like that, but it's like as a... What, so when you say harden up, what do you mean? So I was actually in a clubhouse group mm-hmm. <laughs> and they was talking about what happens when you take your heart out of it. Not not really your heart. They said something else. But it was like heart out of the business. You know what I'm saying? Like you come to the point where you have to run the business. When you start taking everything personally, treating it personally. Yes. Yeah. When you stop taking everything personally. So stop taking everything personally in the business. Somebody call off, they're not quitting on you or something like that. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, um, and I think I have to stop taking everything personally and be like, okay, if A, then B. You know what I'm saying? Then if not B, then C. And that's just the way it is. It's business. It's nothing personal. I might really like you as a person, but it's just straight business. It's nothing personal. I, I mean, And I have to get, I have to dive more into that. Um, as a business owner, you know, me and you talk about this all the time, how we're really different. Like sometimes you calling me a savage, which is offensive to me. But I feel like when it comes to like just being straight, direct and saying what needs to be said and just leaving it at that. I'm, I feel like I do a, a better job at that when it comes to holding other people accountable. Like, even when it comes to holding you accountable. Like, sometimes I'm a little hard on you. Like, I understand that, you know, this happened with work or this happened with work. But this was a priority and you communicated you was going to do this and this was my expectation. And there's no way around it. You know what I'm saying? And I think that sometimes when we are so personally attached to a thing we have a hard time being just communicating and holding people accountable to what they said they were going to do what your expectations are and just doing what needs to be done you know so i think that watching you that is the most difficult thing for me is seeing that because I can see that you're so vested in it. And there's been many times, I think, throughout the years in your business where I just be like, look, it is what it is. This person needs to go or you need to make this move and, and st- like stop dragging your feet. You know what I'm saying? And I understand it's easier said than done or it's easier for me to say that not being the person ha- has to pull the trigger on mm-hmm. whatever action. 
but yeah that's true did i did i did you finish yeah yeah I, okay well for me i think one of my goals or one of the things that um i've learned as a co-entrepreneur is to just give a little compassion give a little grace and mercy when it comes to you because i think i i've seen over this last year i've seen how how stressed being a business owner can be for you you know and i think COVID really showed me that while i was just like da, 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 da. i'm like i'm so happy to be at home i don't have to get to where you like dude you making money i ain't making no money you know what i'm saying like to see you going through that and like what am i gonna do and be on all these phone calls and doing all this stuff, it made me desire to step up a little bit more and say, I can be consistent in this area. I can be more supportive in this area because whatever affects you ultimately does affect me. You know what I'm saying? And I think it really hit home too because we had goals. Like we was in an apartment and we needed more space. And it was like, hey, we're trying to transition into a house and the business not making no money is a setback. For everything we can't live in this expensive apartment forever yeah you know so and i knew that i was being depended on to make that happen so it was like there was another stressor yes. at the same time yes so let's get into some tips for our listeners going into 2021 so tips of the day so i have three tips for going into 2021 the first tip is set a plan and make it plain. And I think the best way to do that and a fun way to do like actually set in 2021 goals is a vision board. I did that last year and you and I talked about in a, a recent, um, uh, what was that? Zoom. Zoom. Yeah. Zoom, Zoom yeah. conference that we did about how when we went back and looked at the vision board that I did last year, that the majority of those things that I those goals that I actually planned out on my vision board, vision board actually manifested. I mean, it's something as small as the number of books I wanted to read. I joined a book club, which helped me be more intentional. The amount of money I wanted to raise. I also had this uh, this confession or this prayer that I was doing every day. And um, just saying that every day, just making that confession, the confession over my, my marriage, the confession over my finances, my confession over my relationships with my children, my, my um, confession for my personal and spiritual growth. I think I've seen all of those things manifest. And so just by make, writing a plan and making it plain and having it visible and tangible to you, a lot of times it keeps your goals cognizant or front of mind and allows you to actually actively work towards those goals. So my first tip of the day is to set a plan and make it plain. Can I, can I throw in a tip? Mm-hmm. May I? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, learn to understand yourself. So That's a good one. I think... A lot of times we can't set goals because we don't understand ourselves. We don't. We um, hadn't. We hadn't come to grips with who we really are, what we really want. That's so, a word right there, y'all. So once you really understand how and who you are, it makes it much easier for you for this for you to set goals for yourself. You know, sometimes we set goals 
based on outside influence. What other people think we should do. Yeah, what other people think we should do. Oh, I want to do this in my business. What do you want to do for you personally? Who are you? You know what I'm saying? What do you like? What kind of hobbies do you like? So. Okay, so we have four tips. So, tip might one. Might be a nerd. Set a plan. Make, make it plain. Tip two is. What did I say? Uh, oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, learn to understand yourself. Yes. Tip three is make sure your goals are SMART. And when I say SMART, that's an acronym, okay? So specific, be very specific about what you're trying to achieve. Make sure it's measurable, okay? You should have a way of being able to assess the progress that you're making. Make sure it's attainable or you can say achievable. You want it to be something realistic. Like I'm not going to say I'm trying to get into the NFL and... First of all, I'm a woman. <laughs> you know, and secondly, I don't, don't play, football. play football. You know what I'm saying? I know how to play a little football. Don't be petty. Don't be shady. I forgot about that. Um, R is make sure that it's realistic. You can set a goal that's attainable, but it's not realistic because of how you set the goal. Like saying that, hey, I'm going to save $10,000 um, this year. And I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure I save a thousand dollars the first month. Well, it may be realistic. I mean, it may be achievable for you to save ten thousand dollars in the span of a year, but it may not be realistic that the first month you're gonna be able to save a thousand dollars if after you account for all your expenses, you only got two hundred dollars left to play with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you gotta make sure the goals that you're setting are not just attainable, but they're also realistic. And then make sure they're timed, that you have a specific time frame for when you're trying to achieve those goals. Because when you say stuff like, well, I want to eventually own my own. Well, what what is where's eventually falling? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of times we, we're really vague. Like, well, one of the things I, I think I want to do is do this. You know, versus saying at the end of this year, my goal is to lose 50 pounds. Well, by February, I would like to own a building. <laughs> Message. <laughs> Message. So make sure your goals are smart. So that's tip three. Yeah. You have another one before I throw um, in my last tip. So we, we have five, y'all. <laughs> learn healthy ways to cope with stress. So I think... Right now, it's very popular for cigars and bourbon. I like bourbon. I had a couple today. He likes bourbon um, a lot. <laughs> but um, but I've kicked cigars to the curb. And um, and I just had to do that before my own health reasons. You know, um, I smoked cigars for a very long time. And I started to feel it. You know what I mean? And I was like, whoa, you know. So I had to cut back on that. And just, we need to find other ways, especially a lot of guys. We, uh, but I see a lot of women now getting into cigar smoking as well. But we have to learn to find positive ways to cope with stress. You know, working out, going to play basketball, that's great. But sometimes you could put physical stress on your body as well. Sometimes you need to get to a point where you can actually relax your mind and your body. Yeah, because learning to cope with stress is really about a shift in mindset. Like, I'm learning that any place where you're struggling and want to see uh, a very noticeable difference in your life, significant difference in your life, 
you have to shift your mindset altogether. I got into a conversation with somebody recently about losing weight. I made the statement that losing weight wasn't hard. And I had to recant that statement. That it's not that losing weight isn't hard. Mm-hmm. The hardest part about losing weight is shifting our mindset to a place where we have to commit to making the necessary changes to lose the weight. So that's what makes it so hard. It's not that it is always so hard to get the weight off of us. It's about acquiring the mindset that says, if this is what my body requires for me to lose weight as a lifestyle change, not as a temporary adjustment or a diet, but actually making a lifestyle change, then this is what I'm going to do. And so many times when we're trying to make significant difference in our life or significant leeway in our life, we're not ready to make that shift mentally. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so I think that's why it's really hard for a lot of us to abandon habits is we're not willing to make shift. So I think that's what you, that tip that you said, like learning a, a, a healthy way to cope with stress. You said learning a healthy mm-hmm. way to cope with stress. Um it's really important because it's about the shift in the mindset. So I'm glad you said that because not only do we have to learn how to get rid of bad habits, but another goal is to create good habits. You know what I mean? So you want to create good habits. So what is a good habit that you can do? Maybe it's yoga. Maybe, it, maybe it's meditation. Maybe it's hiking. Maybe it's working out. But create good habits also. As a as a health a means of healthy stress management and my last tip is if it don't serve you let it go evaluate and readjust you gotta let it go if it don't serve you like lamar said he likes to smoke cigars he likes a good bourbon and a good cigar right but taste it but (laughs) (laughs) smoking cigars no longer serves him right because of him wanting to have a long life and if he was ready to you know, kick it at 45, then that might be what he want to do. But because he wants to be around to see his children's 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 children, then he got to uh, let it go. So, my... I got a last one. Okay, so we up to six tips. Learn from failure. So if there's something that you've done this year and you failed... Take that as an opportunity to learn about it. Fall forward. Fail forward. Fail forward. So take that as an opportunity to go back at it and look at it and say, okay, I failed at this project or whatever it was. What have I learned from it? Turn that thing around, rephrase it, and get back to it. Okay, so those are our tips. I'm going to go through those for you again since Lamar added some. Lamar, you need to make sure you got your tips. Tip one. I just came with those off the dome. <laughs> set a plan and make it plain. Tip two. Learn to understand yourself. Tip three. Set smart goals. Tip four. Learn something new. Tip five. I ain't said that, dude. No. <laughs> it, it, Learn healthy ways to cope with stress. Thank That's you. what I said. <laughs> And the last one is evaluate and readjust. If it don't serve you, let it go. Then eliminate bad habits, but create good habits. All right, y'all. So that is our podcast. Until next time, live your best life. Living through your stress life.